Welcome once again to the show that quickly ends with your internet buddies, Matt and Eddie. This is the No Class Podcast. So our topic for today is a tale of two cons. Uh, You may or may not know that we do Long Con and Red River RPG Con. Long Con is here in Longview and Red River is in Shreveport, Bossier, Louisiana. So, the thing that we thought we would start with is talking about some of our con experiences. So, Matt, why don't you take us down back to the olden days and tell us about some of your favorite con experiences. Back when we would ride a dinosaur to the con. Now, um, and and that's something I think we've talked about before, is that um, I know cons are fun, you know cons are fun, and we're always kind of astonished, like, why more people don't go to gaming conventions and I have to think if you've never experienced it you don't know how much fun it's going to be and I would love to get people that like all right you went to your very first con and they're like I'm sure they're like oh yeah it was a blast um but anyway yeah my very first con I can thank uh Tadsville Bobby Howell get well Bobby uh and um like Kirk and George who live here locally um they went to these gaming conventions and so they had encouraged me to go and yeah I mean back then I didn't make much money money was tight so yeah we'd pack four or five guys into somebody's wife's minivan and share the gas and we'd share a room you know guys are sleeping on floors or beds who cares man you know this is the camaraderie you know was great it was so much fun the trip um and uh yeah you know we, we had a good time so Probably my very first gaming convention was Weekend in the Yeomanry, which took place in Birmingham, Alabama. And uh, it was the Living Greyhawk, you know, campaign. So all the games were, you know, Living Greyhawk games. And it was a lot of fun. I had a really good – I have a lot of good memories. Well, I think part of the thing with those cons was that they had the added-in draw of the Living Greyhawk. Right on. And, and that was really innovative. That was what was neat. And I'm just kind of astonished they went away from that. But the deal was that different regions of the world represented different parts of the Living Greyhawk game world. And so, like, France was whatever. This one region, I can't remember now. Like, California was Nirondi or whatever. Anywho, well, um, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama. And Arkansas represented the yeomanry, which was a big region on the map there. And so, and then like Texas was the bandit, Texas, Oklahoma were the bandit kingdoms. Now, what does this matter? Well, if you lived in Arkansas, Louisiana, Mississippi, you could only play yeomanry mods. Um, If you wanted to play bandit kingdom mods, you had to make a physical trip over into Texas to play them there you know you, you might play at somebody's house if you knew them but ultimately there were a lot of cons in texas which was great it's a big state and we go we could go away and play different mods have a different expense they had a different kind of flavor you know and once again if they wanted to play yeomanry mods they had to make that physical trip over to the yeomanry so anyway which they don't do that anymore like you could play any adventure written anywhere for uh adventures league or whatever yeah, and no offense to Adventures League, I just don't think it's nearly as much of a draw as 
when I hear you talk about the living Greyhawk days. Oh, yeah. Well, here's what's wild. Not even did you have to travel physically to play these other adventures, but at the cons, there would always be this big, unique, cool adventure with what's called an interactive that you'd have multiple tables. Imagine five and six tables of people all playing the same adventure at the same time, and you're cooperating or helping each other. You might have specific missions that the the success and, and degree of success of of uh, uh, of your mission was like it was contingent. Other people trying to accomplish their goals would get certain bennies or drawbacks based off how well you. It was really neat. I mean, you're and you could holler out for help from another table or whatever. You know. One of the other things that I remember you talking about a lot with your convention experiences was picking up new tricks. Absolutely. That was one of those things that um, I played a uh, Mystic Theurge, which was a a prestige class from 3rd edition, or 3.5, that was a cleric slash wizard. And so, you know, I would go to cons and somebody would whip out a spell that I had never really given a second look. And they would do something that was mind-blowing. I'd go, is that legal? And either the gym at the table would be like, I'm one of the triad from this state. Yeah, that's legal. Or the guy, you know, or like, I learned that trick from one of the triad members or whatever. And you know. Now, for our younger listeners, what's the triad? Okay, well, there you go. Each one of these regions had three individuals that were, they ran that region. And so they had to be very well versed in, uh, the rules, etc. You know, uh, and they had a certain kind of like nerd power. You know, like we are the triad. Our our rules. You know, but done done. They would okay modules, and it was what's really cool back in the day. There were some real diamonds in the rough with those modules and adventures that were written in those regions. And my friends Tad, Phil Lawyer, rest in peace, Phil, um, uh, Big Tom Robichaux, and some other people wrote adventures that got. I won't say published, but they, they were okayed and ratified to be played, and they saw play all over the region. So that's kind of neat. It was, it was a really neat experience. I have a lot of good memories from those days. Speaking of those days, way back when, Shreveport had its own con, BroCon. BroCon. That was originally Tad Seville and Bobby Howe's baby. And eventually I joined in and helped them. And uh, it was it was great. It was you know a weekend of gaming. You know Friday evening, Saturday, Sunday morning, traditional kind of gaming con. And it was um, uh, you know Living Greyhawk basically. But that was such a thing. And we had people travel from like I mean far flung like Michigan or or great distances to play. It was really neat. At that time, you were a Shreveport boy. Absolutely. So I'm going to assume there was no Longview convention that you could cross the border over to. Yeah, I, I wasn't aware of one if there was. Tyler? Um, you know, I hate to say it, but a lot of East Texas really wasn't on my radar back then. But now we did go to places like Alcon. Uh, there was a con in College Station. Um, and we went to Acon, which unfortunately takes place usually the same weekend as the awesome. This year they moved. Good. I think they're a weekend before or a yeah, weekend after. But it's still NTRPG. close. But yeah, NTRPG, North Texas RPG, which is a phenomenal convention. Um, but anyway, yeah, one year, at least at that time, Acon offered uh, to host. They had one large room with a lot of tables where we had um, uh, Living Greyhawk games available there that weekend. Kind of moving along in time, when Brocon ended, I think that was as 
3.5 D&D ended, right? Well, the, yeah, the living campaign was coming to an end after like a five, six, I think a five to seven, seven year story arcs came to an end. Which most of your players at the cons at that time were playing Living Greyhawk, right? Right on. 3.5 Living Greyhawk. So when that died. They moved on, you know. Were people angry? Oh, absolutely. I mean, there were people that were really upset and were like, Foop, no, I won't go. And whereas 4th uh, Edition D&D is much maligned, and it does deserve some of that, there are some gems, you know, and it's not just, it's not great. But but, but anyway, ultimately, a lot of people, I think, a lot of the angst, the anger was directed at 4th Edition was really about just they resented that 3.5 was going away. You know, they'd spent a small fortune on this encyclopedic volume of books and time investment but for me it was like i never was really that thrilled here i'm gonna alienate somebody out there i wasn't really ever crazy about 3.5 but i love my characters i love the living campaign i love the stories and the interactions i'd had and the experiences at cons i'm telling you i met so many cool people and had so much fun in some of those games with with old friends i'd game with for now at that time for years but meeting new friends at the con and you know hey man come to brocon i want to game with you again you know and then kind of Watsy killed it, yep. and that killed the convention scene. Yeah, it really hurt. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so would you say there were more conventions then oh, or absolutely. now? Oh, absolutely. There were more then, I would think. Now, don't get me wrong. In recent years, there's been more geek cons, dork cons. Right, but strictly whatever. RPG but strict cons. RPG. Oh, no, that was like a huge nail in the coffin. I mean, and why would they do that? Because LG was that built-in draw. Those cons were, were up and running and great year-round. I mean, you could find one, well, almost any, like, at least once a month, there was an LG con going somewhere within relative driving distance. How cool is that, man? Really cool. Yeah. But that kind of leads to another one that just kind of organically pops up here. Like you said, there's always another convention around the corner. Mm-hmm. We get people a lot of times that are like, well, I would go to the convention if it was X weekend. It's like, there's a convention somewhere. Not an RPG convention, but there's a, some sort of convention, that geek convention that's going to overlap with us somewhat that we try to avoid, but we really can't. It's it, There's going to be something else going on that weekend somewhere else in the world. Absolutely. This is true. I know that like um, I would love to go to Gamehole Con. I'd love to go to Gary Con. But a lot of times these, I think those literally conflict with the times of our cons. Yeah, those are pretty much the ones that are exactly the same time as us game hole is usually the same weekend i don't think they're set like we're set so it's possible that one could move off and then mm-hmm. gary con is usually a weekend or two before us but mm-hmm. with that would be hitting on uh, red river con so that we're doing stuff at that point in time irons are in the fire at that point where it's not really a great time for us to be going somewhere wife aggro well, and, and we're busy with all the big, important business of Red River Con. <laughs> There's he, so much so much to do two he, weeks before. He almost kept a straight face. I like that. But no, seriously, I mean, that's what people that have done cons before, it's really nice that they've reached out to us and said, like, oh, hey, you know, I appreciate what you're doing because I know how much work and effort is involved in coordinating and making everything come across. And yeah, you know, I, I gotta say, our first long con, one of the nicest things, we got a lot of nice compliments, by the way, and we appreciate it. But one of the nice things was a couple guys came up that have been to numerous cons and said, This is your first con? And we were like, Yeah. And they were like, This has been flawless, just great. And we said, Well, because that's because Eddie <laughs> broke his 
back. I mean, bent over, trying so hard to make sure he wanted it to be perfect, and it was. It was flawless. I think that's kind of like NTRPG, though. If you put a military guy in there, there yeah. will be organization. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Drill sergeant, you know. But, uh, but yeah, no, um, but it's like, why, why do we do it? Because you've just said, well, you just said, hey, it's, it's work and it's effort. And there's all these cajoling and making this one happy and trying to get this ordered and in on time and trying to talk to the venue and get them to do this and make that happen and setting pricing and, and trying to get monies from people that say that they're going to pay you and all that stuff because it's like a love of the game. I mean, I've been playing role-playing games, board games since I was video games since I was like a, a little kid and I love games. I love gaming and I love the social aspect. I mean, there's something to be said for playing a game online, whatever, but it's great. I love sitting across a table from somebody and I love the interaction. And like you said, you, you learn new things, you make new friends. You might find something you go, you know, I want a game with you again. What you live nearby in the same town. Hey man, looking for a game group or you're a good GM, you know, Oh, you don't live too far away or, and in this age where people are comfortable streaming stuff, you might could find, Oh, you live a little ways away, but Oh, your group does the video, whatever you call it, conference gaming or something, yeah. you know, whatever. So, yeah, that is one thing I'll say about the little local cons that we are. Mm -hmm. If you go to Gen Con, the guy at that table probably lives somewhere across the country. Mm -hmm. and if you game with somebody, at the long con, for example, they're probably within an hour of you, if not less. Which is close by. Oh, yeah. Somebody uh, on the uh, Facebook was saying the other day that it's like, I'd love to come, but I can't. It's an hour away. I'm like, you're in Texas. An hour is nothing. <laughs> yeah. I'm wearing my Robert Howard uh, Museum shirt, and we had decided we would make a, a short drive over to uh, check it out and yeah I mean what well, we on the road for four hours one way yep. yeah I mean it's, it's Texas though you know it's, it's and huge. then we hung around for about an hour or two and drove four hours back yeah I mean made, it was a day but anyway we got to see a cool museum learn some stuff about Robert Howard and uh, have some decent barbecue so for going back back into history how many bro cons were there there were three bro cons and each one was more successful than the next. And about when did BroCon end? My memory's poor, but I want to think we were like 2005, 6, and 7. And what's cool is the very first one was one that we you they would allow occasionally a thing called like a, what they call like a dual region or like a, a shared yeah. regional. So the very first one was a Bandit Kingdom slash Yeomanry one. And that had a really great draw because we got a lot of cool Texans over and, you know, yeah. Well, no offense to Adventures League, I say again, but that's one of the reasons that we don't want to be tied down to any particular system or something like that. Like, hey, our big draw is this. No, because if that big thing ends, if that wave shifts and we're tied too closely to it. That's what Kill broke on. Yeah. And I was going to say, we started about 11 years after that. How do you like that? Well, time flies when you're yeah, having fun. <laughs> So in this 11 years, well, I guess technically you did, in this about 10 years, did you have any thoughts of starting another con? You know, um, I I guess it was like a Facebook ad. I don't even remember now where I saw it, but I saw an ad for NTRPG. That would have been back around, was that 2011? 
Okay, anyway, and Eddie and I had been hanging out and gaming a little bit at that point, and on a fluke, I was like, hey, man, uh, what would you think about going to a game con? I used to go to them years ago, and I really, the more I think about it, I really have a lot of uh, good memories, and I had a lot of fun at them. This one's just down the road, and this one lived in Shreveport, Bossier, so that is a little bit of a drive. But, you know, hey, we'll jump over to Dallas, and they're supposed to have, uh, like, guys from back in the day when I first played the game, Zeb Cook and other people, you know, Zeb Cook wrote Second Edition Dungeons and Dragons, by the way, or he was the editor or whatever you want to call it. Anyway, and there are people like that, uh, Errol Otis, who did, you know, uh, some of this great artwork I love that's so weird and funky from the 70s and, and 80s and whatnot, and, and Diesel LaForce, who did the the maps and things and some of the artwork. They were going to be there, so that was kind of a draw, but for me, it was really just like, I want to go to a con, and we were walk-ups, and we had a blast. Well, I can't speak for you. I had a blast that weekend and had a lot of fun. I mean, and we, even the games that weren't great made for some awesome stories like the Snail Priest or the Pathfinder game. So in that 10 years, you didn't go to any other cons. Basically, from BroCon until NTRPG, you were con-free. Yeah, and I mean, I guess it was, part of it was, yeah, like, I mean, Alcon is a little bit of a drive. Um, and so there weren't any cons within, you know, I mean, that close a distance. And plus I didn't know anybody that would probably be like, like, you're cool like that. Like, Hey man, let's go to a con. Okay. A lot of people, well, you know, blah, 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 gotta cajole them or bake them a cake or some crap or, you know, or, or just, you know, yeah, you, you know, anyway. Uh, so all that combined or, you know, who I'm married to at the time and, or do I have the money or whatever's going on? There were a lot of particulars, but I would like to have, if I knew I'd had like a, a, a con buddy, like I have now that'd be like, yeah, you know, then I probably would have, I'd say that's part of it. So this ties into the history of long con and red river con that geez, I don't know what around 2008, nine, somewhere in there is when we started hanging out. Yeah. And then we went to NTRPG, and we said, you know, we went to it for several years, and we said, you know, why can't we have something like this in our backyard? Exactly. And that was, you know, the thing was, when you, you know, well, could we do one? I'm like, well, I've helped put one on, you know. So I know I know a little bit, you know. Um, and, uh, and, we're, and we were thinking about, yeah, wouldn't it be nice, like how much fun we have you know, wouldn't it be great to provide something like that for people in this area? Yeah, because if you get a con, if you get a taste of it, then that's when you're like, okay, I'm going back next year, or when's the next one that I can go to? Yeah, I mean, we go, We've this will be like our eighth year or something for NTRPG. Yeah, yeah. I think it's their 11th year. So, I mean, you have to think, is it fun? Yeah. I mean, we, we make a point of going back every year cause it's just a lot of fun. Um, we've made some new friends, you know, at the, at the con, you know, and some of those guys have come out to our con and run games and play games with us. Cause we, we like, we like, wow, those guys are a lot of fun to, and guys and gals are, and there's a lot of ladies in the game. And I think it, what that's a little side thing, but you know, when I was growing up as a kid, you know, we, you know, people were like, oh, y'all didn't want to include people. No, we wanted the whole gamut of people to play. They just didn't. But I think it's great now, all the different people gaming and coming out to cons and stuff. But anyway, yeah. Um, yeah. So in 2017, sitting right at the very same 
table that we're recording this podcast, Matt said, let's do it. Let's pull the trigger on this and let's actually do it. Absolutely. And I said, when, next year? And he said, no, this year. Yeah, heck yeah, if you're going to be a cat, be a wild cat. So basically that's, we jumped into the deep end and we've been rolling since there. So that's the grand story of how you get the long con. That's what brought it around. Going to NTRPG, North Texas RPG Con, can't plug those guys enough. They get the greatest and best special guests. If you can go to one con a year, go, go to long that con. one. <laughs> if you can go to two, come to the long con or Red River. Yeah. And if you can go to three, go to the other one that you didn't go to. Yeah. But that's part of We almost put them in our schedule where you can come to the Red River in April. You can go to them in June, and then you can come see us again in November, and you have a pretty good gaming schedule right there, and you don't have to go too far. Right. You don't have to spend a lot of money. This is true. And it's focused on RPGs. Yeah. And, I mean, I have no lack of respect for the comic cons uh, the ones that have the cosplay and all that stuff that's great but we figured that's generally pretty much pretty well covered anymore you have to drive too far to find one of those kind of deals we wanted to do something where the focus was pure on gaming and we don't like people have messages how many times about why don't you invite this special guest or why don't you do this or that and we're like that's great but that's already covered how about we'll we'll keep our focus pure and we'll just focus on gaming. We even this year were like, hey, what do y'all think about maybe board games at Long Con? The great majority of people were like, nah, just stick with what you're doing, you know, which is great. So which kind of brings us back to the, I guess, the title of this podcast, The Tale of Two Cons. Why are there two cons? And the reason for me is that the Long Con in Longview, I really don't expect it to get that big and I'm I'm talking like 100 150 people that's it with Red River and Shreveport we could grow pretty good and it's kind of like to compare it compare it to music or something it's like the long con is the acoustical jam the small intimate setting and then Red River is the one that could grow up and be the glitz and glamour Vegas show of it where you like we'd have our special guests there as well so that was the idea that was the idea for me. And I've had people say, well, I guess you changed your tune on special guests. And it's like, no, I haven't changed my tune. The long con doesn't have any special guests at this time, but Red River does. And that was kind of the intention there. If you want to see some really cool guests, go to NTRPG. Hopefully we'll get to a point where Red River can say the same thing. And we've got some pretty cool guests this year. Yeah, that's kind of what said. It's kind of a catch-22. It's like people go, you know, if you had special guests... Um, you you would blow up. But then at the same time, it's like, well, you have to already be a certain size to be able to, because these special guests a lot of time, they expect to be, well, you're going to put me up in a room, you're going to feed me, you're going to fly me in, you know, et cetera, for what, three days or something? Well, a lot of people on the Facebook, we always do these polls, and I said, how important is it for you to have special guests? And Mm -hmm. most people are like, that's not important. That's not even one of the top three or four things that they care about it's really the quality of games and having a focus on gaming you can get a lot of gaming in right on and that's the thing about it was i'm I'm gonna 
just say this, like, just we love, love, love Mike and Doug and NTRPG and all that. And I won't lie, what probably got me off my butt the first year to go was all those special guests. We got there, we met some of those guys, and it's really been great for me to shake their hands and look them in the eye or get their autograph, tell them how much I appreciate what they've done for me in my life with, you know, gaming, and I appreciate their contribution. And I say that, I mean it uh, emphatically. But, but after that first year, and meeting exactly. them that one time, shaking their hand. No, I, I don't interact with them. I don't play on their games. What's drawn me back year after year was meeting that guy that you never heard of or gal and playing in their game or playing that new game I've never played. What a great chance to try it out. Sometimes by the person who wrote that very game. So you know they're probably going to be swinging for the fences and it'll be a really good representation of that game. And that, I just love that. I mean, I've, I've learned so many new games and uh, met so many neat players and game masters that's what draws me back to ntrpg every year it's not special guests yeah well going back to our cons not to whine or complain it's kind of good long con is growing so we may eventually sort of get special guests forced down our throat it's like hey i'd really like to come and it's like well okay i've got to make you a special guest you're a cool dude whereas red river we'll see how it does uh interestingly enough this is the last day of our online discounts for badges so by the time you hear this it'll be too late but that's just kind of the interesting thing well the other interesting thing is probably the next time we do this podcast will be the day we close online sales it won't be the day after so we won't give results and go yay it made it or boo it didn't but it'll be a pretty tense time for us yeah i mean that was the thing we mentioned before about long con was that uh it's just blown our minds each time. Like the first time, Eddie and I were thinking, yeah, we'll just have 20, 30, a little intimate setting thing. People would probably already know and game with a lot that we'd met when we would offer to run games at local game stores. And bam, we had like, what, walk-ups and everything, like 70-plus people the first year. Wow. This year, we outgrew our venue, and that's why we've moved, because we had so many people, and we appreciate all of them, and it's great. Uh, Red River last year, we thought, man, Shreveport Bossier is so huge and all the outliers. Which is like 300,000 people. Yeah, and that's, I mean, there's probably more than that when you when you tie in the outliers. Oh, and, for sure. And we know there are people there that are gamers. I know some of these people. But um, ultimately, it's just motivating them to come out and support a con in their backyard. You would think they would appreciate that, but, you know. We shall see. I don't think the long con will truly ever die that might be one of those things where it's just me and matt and cody and gary and john playing in a hotel room or something and calling at the long con and hanging up a sign just being us but beyond that who knows we shall see we shall see yeah that's i mean that's the funny thing is we all we just knew that you know red river would be the bigger better bolder con because you've got all of Shreveport, Bossier, like in the outliers. But as of right now, Red River, I mean, uh, Long Con is the more successful con. But the the, the, the final numbers aren't in. Maybe people are going to pile in at the last minute and going to blow our minds. Yeah, that's the one thing we've learned is we have no idea until the dust settles what we're sitting at. But we've got some really amazing special guests and some amazing special games and uh, some really neat vendors with some really awesome products. So, you know. All right, we're getting close to wrapping this up. We want to keep it around 30 minutes, but uh, Matt had an interesting idea for having an Appendix N reading club. He uh, presented that to me offline, and I said, you know, that's probably something we could do as a little feature on the podcast. 
So tell them what Appendix N is. Well, in the back of the original uh, advanced D&D Dungeon Master's Guide, Gary Gygax had wrote something that they basically, it, it was Appendix N, and it was, this is from um, the Advanced D&D Dungeon Master's Guide, page 224, uh, where Mr. Gygax had put a list of authors and books that really, for him, helped mold the original D&D and what he wanted it to be and where you know the ideas came from. Um, and it's a really interesting selection of, of, and at that time, I mean, there's so many people since that really have written in that vein or um, they're, they're writing, it would probably, if, if, he, if this list was written now, they would be folded into it. But yeah, and I own quite a few of these books or works by these authors. So we will let you know what books we're going to be reading and if you want to read along and kind of if we say, hey, it's going to be Conan in the next one or Lord of the Rings, you can get brushed up and ready for the next one and play that and listen along whenever you want. Yeah, we kind of throw out what we thought about those books. Nothing too spoiler-tastic. Right on. And with that, we'll go ahead and shut it down as we continue our search for a clothesline. So I'll start it with, may all your dice rolls be hot. Enjoy gaming. Have fun. And bye-bye. Bye.